All right, I'm going to keep this simple. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. I'm Stassi Schroeder-Clark. Let's do this. Okay. I didn't press record this week on an episode and I lost <gasps> it. Oh, no. That's I think... one I... of my worst fears. It's happened like twice in my life over the last eight years and it's there's no worse feeling. What did you end up doing? You just had to redo uh, it. Yeah, I sat with it for a day. I was like, maybe it will show up on my computer. <laughs> like maybe it's just not there yet. And then I emailed them the guest the next day and was like, I am so sorry. Oh, and no. it was with a guest. It was with a guest. I I know. I felt so bad. And so I asked her if she wants to re-record. I think we will, but we have to wait a little bit. Honestly, for me, I think the conversation will be better because I will have better questions having talked to her. Yeah. But I, I felt like such a loser. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Honestly, I think it's just like a rite of passage as a podcaster to at some point majorly fuck up and just forget to press record. I know I was, I think it's happened to me more than two times, <laughs> but I, I'm like, I have my audio, just not yours. <laughs> well, Whitney, I'm so happy to have you here. I want to tell a little like small story real fast because I've been thinking about you a lot lately um, since I've seen I keep seeing that you're in the news like I see you on Daily Mail I see like you know things pop up and you know we went through we went to an influencer dinner back mm -hmm. in April mm -hmm. and I think I want people to know this influencer dinners are scary as fuck and uh, or at least for me and uh, a lot of the people it's it's not their fault I probably might I might come off like this too like we're we get shy or we're just like not that friendly or talkative because we just don't know where we stand in in terms of like this fucking influencer dinner and I was so relieved to be sitting across from you because like even though we didn't get to spend like the whole time talking you the little bits that we did get to talk like you made me feel so comfortable Aww. like you're one of the like the nice ones the friendly Aww. ones the ones that like if I were to go to another event or dinner I'm like oh fuck thank god Whitney's here and I think oh everyone god. should know that about you oh that's so sweet I I feel the same way as you like I get really really, really intimidated. I wanted to ask if you, if you did, because I you do. go to, Winnie, you go to like events and, and influencer dinners and, and you have things like that scheduled all the time. You do it all the time that I would think you would just be like a full blown pro at it by now. I, okay. So I'm like comfortable going. I usually want to go alone. I I'm fine with that. I don't, <gasps> I don't, I don't like, I like like, <laughs> not having to, I don't know, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And like, yeah. I'd like a little bit of a solo mission, especially since I'm just like always with my husband or my kid. Like I'd like a little solo mission and seeing if I can do something on my own. And then I think though, as I've gotten older, I've just realized that like, just like you said, everybody feels that way. Like no matter how big of an influencer you are, you know, it's like everybody feels that way. And we've all had these kind of interactions online. And then you're like, wait, do you think that they'll remember that we yes. like DM'd a year ago? And yes. you're like, who, who even cares? And yes, probably they will. And they know who you are. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever you're thinking, they're probably thinking too. So you just have to keep telling yourself that. That makes me feel so much better because the anxiety, it's like not just while I'm there and it's not just ahead of time. Like, obviously it's like I'm, I build up to it all day long and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I feel like I'm going to vomit. Then I get there and I'm so awkward that I'm like, what kind of questions you're probably do I ask? Probably not. You're probably I, not. You're but, definitely in your own head. <laughs> well, I know I'm in my head because I'm overthinking all of it. But then it's like after I leave, I think back on every single <laughs> thing that I said to each person. I'm like, was I a little too eager with this person? Did Was I not eager enough? Should I just have admitted like I've been following your fashion for 12 years? Like, should I have pretended? I, I, I never know what to do. 
I think the best thing to do is to just be you and just be honest. Like that's what I have started to do now. Like I went to that, this dinner last week. I was just talking about this on a podcast. It was a women of reality dinner. Oh yeah, I saw. I walked in there and I felt that same way. Like, oh my God, I know who every single one of these people are, but like, am I going to go say anything or whatever? And I decided just to do it. Like I just, and I went up to the people from Selling Sunset and I was like, oh my God, I love you guys. Like, should I get my real estate license too? And I just like went went for it and they responded. Like, I think it was so much better that way than if you pretend to be cool. I, yes. you know, I think you just have to be un- unapologetically you. Yes. Well, I've learned that if I'm a fan of someone, I, I say it. Yeah, like I, I, I say it and I'm just like, I'm that I, I can't not because I think that if the tables were turned and someone said that to me, then I would, would be die. like, yes. And I'd be so excited. I'd be like, oh, thank you for not making me feel like a full blown imposter exactly, right now. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know what it feels like when people say it to you. So just, just, yeah. Do, do it. you, Rip the do, you do you come across some assholes. I'm not asking you to name names or anything, but do you come across some assholes at these these events and dinners? Because I, I'll tell you, I have at like Fashion Week things. Really? Like I don't ever want to go back to New York Fashion Week Stop. because I feel like such a loser. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like a loser too, but more because all I totally get it. It's so funny. We have a lot of similarities because we've come from reality TV, yes. but we love fashion. Yes. And it's hard. I think that the era of reality TV that we were on, fashion and the kind of shows like fashion wasn't necessarily like taken as seriously. And so it's hard to get outside of that. So for fashion week, it's like, we want to go to all these shows and it's a lot of no's. Like I get so excited when even someone wants me to come to the fashion show, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, whatever, I'm still going to go. I'm going to show up and like, it's taken again, it's taken some time, but I also feel like if it doesn't feel good to you, then don't do it. I want it to feel good to me though. Like someone was mean to you or like, this is what, this is my experience. It's like, you know, the way that nowadays I feel like some celebrities will talk about TikTokers as in like, Mm -hmm. oh, the TikTokers are there and ruining everything, which I don't agree with. Like, Mm I don't agree with that at all. But that's how I felt about fashion influencers Mm -hmm. saying, oh, this reality girl is here. Mm -hmm. So like people didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to be like having my photo, like their photo taken with me and like just experiences like that, which I I mean, I get, you know, like a little bit, I guess, reality TV because it's like kind of cheesy you know but also fashion's not that serious no it's not. <laughs> fashion is it's, for everyone it's not and I'm <laughs> I'm completely of the mindset that like if you if you love fashion like you should be able to experience it right and I'm all even like for the shows sometimes when I, re- I can't remember what brand it was but they said no and I really wanted to go and I was like I don't even need to sit front row like I'm not even asking to like go backstage or sit front row like I'll sit yeah. with the press I just want to come like see the see. show like just see it in person and it's still a no but it's people in fashion are still bratty like it just I know. they still are and they need to get whatever it is out of their ass because like it's it's we're not allowed to act that way anymore you know, I know. what I mean like we're women we're supposed to be supporting each other no matter what industry we're in and I have a lot of imposter syndrome situations because of being on the reality show which I'm sure you do too you know yes. but then you just gotta like find your lane like I overthink so much about what I post like is it gonna be cheesy I'm trying to be cool fashion girl. And You're like, never cheesy. Let me just tell you. Oh my God. But then you I'm are like, never but cheesy. then I won't post. And then Timmy's like, stop overthinking it. Like you can be cheesy reality girl and like cool fashion girl. Doesn't have to be 
all you don't it's not one thing you know we're not just one thing well actually no and you're so right because I find that like the people I'm most excited to follow are the ones that are giving me the most well-rounded content right like when it's just your fashion like I don't want to know just like how to style look like I also want to know what reality tv you're watching totally also side note the fact that you just said you were like I wanted to go to this fashion show and I was willing like I don't need to sit front row I will never forget when I met Kelly Catrone I love her (laughs) first of all but like yeah. you guys have the like, the biggest history ever yeah. um, she said she was like if there's one piece of advice that I can give you as you're like starting out in your reality career like you know trying to like you know go to fashion shows she goes never accept an invitation unless it's front row and it, it scared the shit out of me so now like it stayed with me forever so now really like even if I were to like want die to see a certain show she's, she scarred me <laughs> I know she scarred me. she's thinking about because everybody else that's at the show will see you there not sitting front row and will judge. (laughs) And that's this whole idea, this narrative around the press of fashion shows that I just like cannot get behind. Well, I'm surprised that like that you actually still feel a little bit of that imposter syndrome in the fashion industry because your shows, The Hills and The City, were so fashion centric. And Mm. and to me, that gave you I feel like you have so much credibility in terms of the fashion industry that I'm like shocked that you would actually feel that way. Like I was on Vanderpump Rules. We worked at Sir, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, I think that I... I feel like I wish I had taken more advantage of the opportunities and especially the fashion opportunities when I was on the show. Um, But I think that because of the time when I was on it, reality still just wasn't taken seriously. So it didn't matter that it was like a fashion based reality show. I was still on a reality show with you know, other people that didn't have the greatest fashion or, you know what I mean? Like it was Shout out to Heidi Montag. <laughs> I know. I love Heidi. I think she's so nice. I love her. I think I she's love, so nice. She but, is so nice. Yeah. And she, she will give, she give great advice. She's like a real girl. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about her. Not necessarily the best style. No, sorry. she's just not like, a, she's not trying to be high fashion. No. Like her style is her style. But when you're trying to be taken seriously in the fashion industry and then you're on a show with somebody who like their style they're not trying to do that yeah that affects it totally I think that like now reality tv is just different where the you know it's it's the kardashians can be on a reality tv show and they can be on like the cover of vogue you know like people are are blurring those lines more it wasn't like that like when we were on tv you were were on the cover cover of of, rolling stone that's that was one time but i'm like (laughs) i was on the cover of you know there were us weeklies and and maybe one when i did the city of cosmopolitan but like you still you it's still so hard to to break into like what we would consider like the serious fashion industry and I it's it's interesting you know no totally well I honestly Whitney from the outside you're a fashion girly like you you have to me like and I think to the rest of us to everybody who follows you and watches you there is no cheese associated with you everything you post (laughs) everything you put together you know what I think also you know like the new aesthetic like the whole like trend of like what Gen Z has has laid out for us in terms of like what's trendy and cool I kind of feel like you started it because you were wearing like socks over your leggings and all that shit like whatever like it is is popular now you've been doing that for so long that I feel like you started it oh my god there are so many trends that I think I invented that I haven't gotten credit for but I appreciate you saying that and I literally would never say that to anyone um thank you wait no like what made you start putting your socks over your leggings without knowing it was going to be cool because when, I hate ankle showing. It was a comfort thing. It really? Was like, I hate ankle showing. And I liked the silhouette. Like, I liked the shape of the leg with a sock on it. Like, I think it just looked cooler. I hate no-show socks. Like, I hate those socks where you can't see them. And I don't wear a ped. <laughs> like, I refuse to wear a ped. So I have what, all these what snaps is it? in my crotch. What's a ped? What's um, a ped? A ped is a ped. A ped. I'm like, a ped is a ped. A ped is, like, you know. 
know, those socks that oh, I shouldn't show my they're they like stop right here, you know, oh, yeah. just like the short socks. Um, so I think for me, it was a comfort thing. It was less of a trend thing. And that's that's what I always I'm more I dress for comfort and I dress for like what my aesthetic my it's like my weird artsy aesthetic mixed with comfort. Okay, so I think that you just were there first. And then after COVID, it's like Gen Z, like just like grew up and we all they all wanted to be comfortable, but still be chic. So they just adopted your style. <laughs> Real talk, though, I still love a no show sock. And I you, can't I, I I know it's so millennial. And I know like I see all these reels and TikToks of people being like, this is how you can spot the Gen Z from a millennial. Like they can have the same exact outfit on. But if one of them has no show socks, you know that that one's know. a millennial. I have to force myself every day to not wear no show socks like I'll, I'll open my sock drawer and they're just like calling out for me they're they're, they're singing songs they want Throw me them to at, pick them give them all away no I can't do it I mean, but also I'm also a very big proponent of like if that works for you and if that's what you feel most comfortable in then like stick to it you know I don't think that people should be sacrificing comfort for trends I really don't I, I, I see what you're saying and I agree with you but I still want to roll with the times and 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 modernize evolve. and evolve. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like I don't want to be stuck in 2016. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where like I feel like I I can easily get stuck in like 2016, 2017. I still look back at those years and I'm like, no, wait, like I'd wear that right now. I'd wear that right now. And then I'm like, those Fuck. are the years for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you feel like you have a year where you're like, oh, I could easily accidentally just slip back right into that? There, yes, all the time. It's like my first year of doing the hills. I wa I look at some of those looks. I was like so into vintage dresses with um, it was like vintage dresses or vintage blouses with low rise jeans. And yeah. I feel like there's so much of me that immediately wants to wear that. Like all I want to wear right now is like slip dress vintage slip dresses with like a blazer over it okay That's but that like, that is like what's chic and cool right now yeah I so I, I feel like we can make like you can make 2016 2017 version of yourself cool again like what were you wearing in 2016 and 2017 like what's the vibe there that you love so much okay well like my main thing was monochromatic everything like okay. I fully matched Every like it, I was like, I, I want to look. You wearing like a crimson, like crimson coat, crimson, crimson dress, sweater, crimson, crimson pants, shoes, I like crimson beanie, or like the yeah, whole like thing. Everything yeah. had to be monochromatic because I thought it made me look like old Chic. money. <laughs> I was like, it makes if I can afford to buy this, all of this in the same color, even though this is from Forever Twenty One, <laughs> it just makes me look like I'm worth so much more than I am. Like that. Exactly. Was my mentality. Like you bought uh, everything is new because it all goes perfectly together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I totally get that. I think I think dressing monochromatically, though, like is a very chic, classic way to always dress. I don't think that really can go out of style. And but now I see all of these like how to look effortless, effortlessly cool. And they're like, just add in an extra color, you know, and I'm like, wait, what? What happened to the monochromatic vibe? Like, shit. Oh, no. So now I need to break it up. I need to break it up. It's like, you know, the whole unexpected shoe thing. What? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> the unexpected shoe. And then you're like, but what kind of unexpected shoe? Is it, it a square-toed loafer? Is it a kitten heel? Is it a chunky boot? Like, you, it, people need a little bit more. Is it a snow boot? Is it direction? <laughs> yeah. The unexpected <laughs> is not enough detail for yes. someone that doesn't one, know. 100%. Like, when it's 100 degrees outside, should I be wearing my snow boot? Like I, that's unexpected as fuck. That's like, <laughs> you know, I, I need I need a little more assistance here. I've always been somebody who's really rough with my skin, with my hair, with everything. I've I've tried to learn to be gentle. Like one of those people, it's like you use like your 
what's that finger called? Your ring finger to like wipe your moisturizer on to like rub it. No, that's never been me. I, I, it's never been me. So when it came to exfoliating, I always assumed the rougher, the better. It's only been in the last like couple of years that I've realized that no, your like skin exfoliant, especially on your face, should be gentle. So I want to talk about Dermalogica. I mean, obviously this brand, like it's the, one of the number one skincare brands in the world. It's been around since 1986. It's a, it's a staple in skincare society. Okay. Like if it was a society girl, like she'd be at the top of the ladder. That's Dermalogica. But that's not my point, okay? I want to talk about the microfoliant, the daily microfoliant, because you can use this daily. Um, I started using this a while ago, and it, this is so it's a rice based powder exfoliant, okay? So instead of like these harsh exfoliants, it's very gentle. It's just activated with water. So it removes like all the debris. So you just get like smoother skin. So by doing it daily, and having this gentle exfoliant, it's so much better on your skin than once a week doing this like crazy exfoliant experience thing. And I only learned that I feel like within the last couple of years. And especially since I have really sensitive skin, this is the perfect thing for people with sensitive skin. It improves skin smoothness. It reduces blackheads. It brightens skin. It minimizes the look of dark spots. I feel like we were all taught to just like hardcore exfoliate your face like once a week or once a month. Like, no, really, we should gently be doing this every single day. Um, visit Dermalogica.com for more information and a free gift with a $20 plus purchase at checkout. So visit Dermalogica.com for more information and get a free gift with a $20 plus purchase at checkout. Okay, I know I'm married. Um, and I know that a lot of you are married or in a relationship, but there are a lot of you out there who are not. When I do my poured out episodes, I feel like I get so many questions from the single girlies and guys out there uh, asking for relationship advice. And so I'm, I'm here to say, okay, 2024, it's time to revamp your dating life. It's time to give your dating life another shot. I'm talking about Hinge, okay? I have so many of my single friends who are like, okay, you know what? I, I went a couple years without going on a dating dating app. Now it's time. Or they like close their dating app because they just didn't feel like it. I don't know. Something about COVID just made people just like all of a sudden become jaded or stop. It, we're about to have a new year. It's time to renew, refresh, rewrite your hinge profile. Can I just say that when you make a hinge profile, like writing your the things you want to put about yourself can actually be really fun and freeing. Like if you just really go for it and you don't give a, a hoot about what's on there, like why don't you just like make a list of all the things you love? I did that once. I literally made a list on my profile back when I was single. I was like, I love gold, ghosts, haunted houses, fashion, uh, Neiman Marcus, monochromatic outfits, ranch dressing, pizza, Prosecco, Aperol spritzes, murder, truly. And it was just so freeing because I was like putting myself out there and actually just being me. You can do that with your Hinge profile. So manifest the dating experience you want this year. Manifest, you guys. Download Hinge and find someone worth deleting the app for. When Hartford got to like the age where I realized, okay, I should probably be giving this child vitamins, I had no idea where to turn, like quite literally no idea. I mean, I didn't know, but I've been out of the vitamin game for kids for a really long time. And what I know of children's vitamins, I feel like everything is basically just like candy in disguise. Like there's sugar, unhealthy chemicals, all of that stuff. Then I was introduced to Haya, okay? So I decided to try it. And I really love that. The, so they, the first time you order it, you get this cool bottle with your first order. And then they send you eco-friendly refills every month. So it's really easy. But once I tried it and I gave it to Hartford, 
Hartford loved it so much. I had so many people recommending it to me that like once I did my research, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is the good stuff. This, these aren't filled with sugar. It has everything that you need. All of the 15 essential vitamins that you need and minerals like vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, everything to help your kids with immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, all of that. But on top of that, Hartford loves them. So she runs around the house and she always is asking for vitamine, vitamine, because that's what Bo calls them. That's what vitamins are in Italian. So she is obsessed with Haya vitamins. And right now we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. So to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Stasi. This deal is not available on their regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Stasi and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Do you do you plan out your outfits in advance? Like for your events and things. I mean, I know this is obviously your podcast, but like, will you plan it out in advance and be super organized or are you like getting ready right before putting it all together? Um, It's more like two weeks ahead of time. It's like two weeks ahead of time. I, I will put things together because my worst fear and I'll have options My because I like I have to feel the vibe. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like I have to feel okay. good about myself. I have to feel comfortable. So I have to have more than one option. Uh-huh. Um, my worst fear is that like I would wake up that day and all of a sudden, like the one thing that I planned, I just feel very uncomfortable. So I, I have to organize in advance, even with like when I was filming Vanderpump rules, I would bag a lot of options. Now, would I wear them? No, but I would pull, I, I had the intention of it, and you would but then I would out looks. And yes. Then you would, yes. But then I would never actually like take the bag and put it on. I'd be like, wait, actually, no, I just want to take these pants from this bag and I'm not feeling this. So it, it I tried to plan just in case, but it but never that, really. Yeah. Yeah. That makes Do you, sense. I wish I was more of a planner. No, I'm like trying to be more of a planner so I can like, be less scattered. But even tomorrow I'm going to Miami and for the past three days, I've been telling myself like pack, 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 like put your looks together, get organized. Like then you can shoot pretty content of the packing and you'll feel so (laughs) good. And I just like can't, there's like something in my brain that just stops me every time I try to get organized. It's like, no, you don't know. Maybe you are, you know, like, I don't know. I'll just like, I have to, I have to, think about what I'm wearing right before I'm going to the thing. Like I can't think about it too much. It's almost like I I need to make a last minute decision. I hate it. I hate it about myself, but, but then you overpack. But then I you overpack, overpack so like much. Crazy. I'm the worst. My bag is always overweight. Like I'm I, I it's one of the most annoying things about myself that like there's just always stuff around. I'm always disorganized. I'm not planning in advance. Like and I have the best of intentions. Like even the, I, I have folders, saved folders of outfits like it, that inspire that I want to mm-hmm. kind of create. Yeah. So I'm like, I have the best of intentions to be organized, but then I'll, I'll like have a free time. And instead of organizing the looks or packing, like I decide to watch Paris and love. Like I just cannot make organizing a priority. Just okay. can't. I see. See, I find it very enjoyable to plan ahead and pack and like I'll try on my outfits take an OTD photo so that I have I have the reference like I know when I get there like on a trip I will say this this makes it makes trips so much easier if anyone's planning a long ass trip out there and they don't know how to pack if you just put your outfits together take your OTDs and then you have a little folder in your phone you're like I can wear that I can wear that I can wear that it really is helpful so helpful style the looks with accessories too in advance or you just then we'll pack like a bunch of I'll pack a bunch of bags, accessories bags and shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Bags, shoes, jewelry, and then just like whatever I'm feeling right. then just to like brighten up that outfit. Right. I'm surprised. Actually, you seem like you're a type A person that like would like organizing. I, people have told me that, that I seem like that, but I'm so the opposite of type A. Like you do I, so much. I have some sort of weird scattered version of organization in my brain. Like I'm able, I feel like I'm a functioning 
scatterbrain, you know, okay. like yeah. I, I, I make it work, but I feel like I always could be better. And I always feel like then the outfits could be better too. Like perfect example was my variety look last week. You I, looked amazing. Oh my God. So I felt horrible. And I really, yes, I tried that dress on. It was like a last resort dress because I was going to wear this red one that was amazing. And I should have worn the dress one, the red one, but I didn't want to be overdressed. Like I was thinking about everyone's going to be so dolled up. Like, let's just go classic. So last minute I decided to go with the black. I just hated my hair and I didn't like my makeup and I didn't like the dress. And I was like, Whitney, if anything, this should be the time, like get to do it up. You should feel, yeah, yeah, do it up, but also like get organized. Like you, you get to do all these fun, exciting things. Like don't ruin them by not being organized. Don't you hate when you like, you go to an event and get your photo taken and you end up not liking your hair, makeup or outfit, but there's, it, it will live forever and, and it will be pulled. You can do. It'll there's, be pulled for articles. It'll forever. be pulled for, and, and you you have to look back on it and be like, why the fuck did I not put in the effort to change? Like, this is literally, it's shaping the way people see me for the rest of my life. I will never forget this. I decided to try for BravoCon that one, like, one year I went. I decided to try under eye false eyelashes, like a twiggy look. Stop. No, like, Whitney. And it will haunt you forever. The way that photo is pulled for, like, Anything Everything. and every time someone wants to write something about me, it's that, it's that fucking photo. <laughs> and I will never try something new ever again, ever again. No, I'm not absolutely in those not. moments. I mean, there's like time and a place for it, but I have the same thing. Like we have to remember too, red carpet moments. We were in a different time. You know, maybe that was on trend. So we can't be too hard on ourselves, but there have been so hundreds of red carpet moments where I'm like, what were you just like so stoned? Like what was wrong with you that you thought that was like wearing beanies on a red carpet? Like (laughs) so crazy. One where I'm wearing like blue eyeshadow and then a red dress with black polka dots and ringlets. Like I look like a ladybug, (gasps) but like from the eighties, it was so crazy. No, the way ringlets are like my biggest pet peeve, unless they're natural ringlets. Like unless you're someone who's blessed with natural ringlets. I'm talking about styled styled ringlets are unacceptable (laughs) unacceptable it scares me I was literally watching a a Hallmark Christmas movie last night I'm like who 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 decided to give her fucking ringlets who decided to give her styled ringlets what year are we in right now this is a new Christmas movie I I won't forgive the hair person on that movie watching a Hallmark movie though Oh yeah, it makes me feel so good. You love Hallmark, Hallmark movies. Oh my gosh, during this season, I feel the, like that's so your vibe. Season, yes, we live just, down the street from a major Hallmark star. Really? You know him? Yeah. <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna give names? I don't know if I could. Like, I don't even know if you would know his name. Do you yeah, know? I like Andrew Walker. I don't know names. You're right. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think I know names. <laughs> I'll have to show you his face. Yeah, but if I saw his face, I'd be like, oh yeah, he's in like he's in like Princess Prince Christmas or a fucking exactly. royal Christmas or like <laughs> wait, is he? <laughs> wait, he definitely is. Which do you know which movie he's okay, in? Okay, let's find him for you. Yeah, you have to. He's such a such a character too. Wait, you don't watch Hallmark holiday movies? No, I'm not a Hallmark person. So um, you just don't like joy. Is that what it is? I freaking <laughs> love joy. I just hold. I don't know if you're going to be able to see him. Andrew Walker. Uh, here, he let me familiar to you. I'm looking it up on mine. This will actually this will make it a lot. So you said it's Alex Walker. Sorry. Andrew Walker. Andrew. <laughs> He's going to love that we're talking about Walker. <laughs> Andrew Walker. Oh, I've seen him in things. Yeah, I can. I can set it up. Oh, yeah. He's done it all. He's done it all. He's a bride. All. A bride for Christmas. Snowed in Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Island. Exactly. Three wise men and a baby. He's done it all. <laughs> Three wise men and a baby. <laughs> no, literally, that's, that's what one hilarious. of them is called. Oh, um, my God. Okay, so, but back to red carpet fashion, just like yes. haunting us. You know what? I thought of another trend that you started. Which one? As you were talking. the Your wedding hairdo. 
Oh my god, the you, like deep, the deep part, no, and the I'm talking back the low no, bun. I'm talking about the bun that stuck stuck out in in the back, like you had the pieces of coming the bun out. coming out underneath, and that became a, a huge thing last year. That I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? Like it's so random. I remember not skinny but not fat posted it, Amanda Hirsch, and. It was like when the bun, the messy bun with the thing come out was, and she, she posted my wedding look and was like, shout out to Whitney. And yep. I was like, thank you. You did it um, first. <laughs> okay. So I appreciate that. Does that mean that you can predict trends? What, what's, how do you, how do you make me, how do you make me ahead of the trend? Because I feel like whatever you think is going to be trendy comes true. So what are you into now? Because that's going to become popular next year. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so right now, I mean, right now I'm into like completely slicking my hair back. Also, because my hair is in a terrible phase at the moment. I want mm-hmm. your hair, by the way. I need to know who's doing your hair because... Well, my hairstylist, Bradley, is the fucking best ever. Like, he does this whole natural color that I'm it's just so... so yes, good. Yes. So, I did, like, a crazy... I did a bleach and tone, like, in whatever, in the spring. And then I was like, oh, my God, who am I? And so I went back brown, and now my hair is so frazzled. So, like, I'm trying to make the slow slick back bun a look. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the thing. I love a slick back bun on everyone else and I like it on myself when I feel like I'm at my best. But I'm so postpartum me right now that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, I need to distract like you people want with hair. my hair. You want the hair. I get it. Yes, I, I need to distract. I totally understand. I At six months postpartum with Sunny, I decided to chop my hair up <gasps> to here because I thought I was going to be like chic, cool mom and it was like totally no, then it's, just, it no. Like, then it's just like literal more, mom. It's, it was literal mom. <laughs> it was actual with mom. huge boobs. And <laughs> I, it was the worst decision I ever made. I've, I'm very, I'll, I try out stuff with my hair, but then I'll see people like you and I'm like, oh, why don't, why do I just not let my hair grow out natural and healthy and shiny? Listen, I am so tempted to chop it all off. I know that, I know. I know what's trendy right now. I know the you short hair is in. I hear that long hair is chuggy. I've heard it, okay? But I can't risk looking like an actual mom no, if I just cut so my hair off. Hair. No. I got to keep it. I got to keep, keep it. it. I don't care how chuggy it is. I got to keep it. Are you even, are you exhausted, by the way? Um, are you okay? Is he I'm, sleeping through the night yet? Funny you should say that because he was. And then we all got sick last week and that set us back and so we are having to re-sleep train him. Oh, my God. But he has slept through the night the past two nights. Amazing. So there's, okay, there's, well, they say if you there's can, hope. Yeah, if you do it once, then you know that they can the, do it. Yes, they like he can do it. He's capable. He, he just needs to not fuck with me. You know, like he knows what he's doing. It's like he has yeah. FOMO or something. Yeah, he wants to <laughs> hang out with you. Like truly. <laughs> but no, I feel really good. Thank you for asking. I feel like after the like we're, I just got into the three month mark and that yeah. is... That feels a lot better. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Way more energy. Yeah. (laughs) Six months was really, I think when I started to, I mean, it was because I stopped breastfeeding at six months or Mm -hmm. more pumping at six months. And then I feel like a year was when I really was like, okay, now I, I feel like I have my body back and like, yeah, I feel like I have my brain back. Yeah. I totally agree. Like I will, I remember the first time I actually felt like a hot person again. And that was the month of October, which means it was nine months or no, 10 months, (laughs) 10 months postpartum because I had Hartford in January. So I'm like waiting for that moment where like I wake up, I'm like, I am a hot person. Like, you know, but, but it took fully a year for things to actually be like, oh, I don't even, it's not like a, I feel really like pretty and good about myself, but I still am postpartum. It was, it was a year until I felt like, oh, I'm back to my normal self. Yeah. 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 And like, it's still, there's still changes. There's still things that will never go back to normal. And I'm sure for Mm -hmm. you after having two, probably more changes, but Mm -hmm. I think it's all about like having grace with yourself and not forcing or like rushing the the bounce back, you know? I think it's just so hard when there's so many eyes on you. I know, you know, I know, like when I see like 
a, you know, on Daily Mail of photos of me taking my daughter to her dance class. And I was like only a month postpartum. And I'm like, that's that's why I'm putting the pressure on myself, uh-huh. because people are taking there could be a photo that's out there where I look like shit. You know, know. like I just it was so nice to be able to like be pregnant during COVID now that I think about it because I could hide. Totally. Like I could hide. And there was no judgment about your body. There was no conversation. It, it's no. not even if the people are, whether they're saying nice things or bad things, it's just the fact that the photos are out there and that there's a conversation being had without you. Yes. Where you're not sure what people are saying. Do, do they yes. think I look good? Do they think I I have, I've lost weight? Do they think I haven't lost any? It's just like being preoccupied with those questions is exhausting, you know? Don't you think it's so crazy how like... The world is obsessed with, and I, I'm part of the problem too. The world is obsessed with like pregnant women's bodies and postpartum women's bodies. And I'm part, and I say I'm part of the problem also because I'm still looking at those photos and I'm still curious and I mm-hmm. still like to see like, oh wow, she she bounced back so fast. Like, holy shit, Emily Ratajkowski has a yeah. has abs two and a half hours later. Like, yeah. oh my God, like I'm part of the problem, but it's wild that we're so fascinated I know. with that. I think that we, there's just something innately in us that we have been trained to like compare ourselves to people, yeah. you know, especially women to compare ourselves and, and, and our bodies mostly. And it's like this innate thing that we don't even sometimes realize that we're doing. So now when I do it, I, I try to be conscious of doing it and tell myself inside my brain not to. Like I saw this influencer that just had a baby maybe I don't know, three weeks, a month ago, she posted a picture like nothing, like she was this. And I thought to myself, oh my God, wow. Like, and I was like, that, that's amazing. And then I'm like, why is that amazing? Why is that amazing? Why are we, why is that amazing? What, what would she, this is probably just her body. Like, why should I even have any opinion about it? And so I'm just trying, like, we can't really change how our brains are wired. Think about us or like (laughs) with the conversations people are going to have about us. But no, I do think that we can change how our brains are wired. Like, I think that if we are actually conscious of how we're talking to ourselves and talking about other people that we can rewire our brains. I actually, i I feel that. I feel that yeah. hope because uh, because I have a, a daughter, I am extra aware of how mm-hmm. I talk about my body, other yes. people's bodies, like, and not doing it in front of her. And oh, I like, always feel so comforted that it that that so many more body types are are celebrated nowadays. Yeah. Because when you think about like when we grew up, it was like, and listen, I love Rachel Zoe, love Rachel Zoe, but like, it was the era of like, everyone said like the oh. Rachel Zoe styling area and era and everyone was so skinny. It was Victoria's Secret models. If mm-hmm. you know, watching the fashion show, mm-hmm. if I like, didn't look like that, I felt, I, I just felt so depressed that I wasn't this super skinny model. It was mm-hmm. this just like a certain time period. It's, and I think, I know. And they were glamorizing the process of getting there, you know, yes. it was like get ready with the Victoria's Secret model yes. the process of like getting ready for the runway or Britney Spears, like true diary, get ready, get ready with her to shoot the video. And it's just like all these, the supermodels of the nineties, like all these unrealistic visions of what a woman should look like. And yes, you're right. Like, thank God now women are more diversely represented. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I can't imagine being a girl. I mean, like I, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's more complicated and not as complicated at the same time. Yeah. Know? No, I, I, I hear you. I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, like I feel the social media of it all makes it more complicated. Yes. But with the, the acceptance of differences less. So it's like, it's a double-edged sword. Y'all, the absolute show cold. 
that these nuts.com bourbon pecans have on me. It's insane. I am so obsessed that it's to the point where my mother-in-law sent me a gift package of the bourbon pecans from nuts.com because she saw that I was obsessed with them. And so she's like, Bo, what should I get Sassy? And he's like, she really likes these bourbon pecans. That's me. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. Let's talk about nuts.com because, all right, so I'm postpartum and I'm, you know, trying to be as healthy as possible, but I still love flavor. Okay. And when I go to the grocery store and I go around looking for nuts because, you know, protein, okay, you want like nuts are a great thing to snack on. They don't have that many flavored options. They're not that great. But when you go to nuts.com, there are a million. Okay. And they don't only have nuts. Okay. There's so much more on their website. I mean, they have different candies. They have chocolates. They have things for baking, like different flowers, like not flowers as in like a flower, like flour to bake, like that sort of thing. Snacks, so many things. But my favorite is part of nuts.com is the nuts. It is the bourbon pecan. If you have not tried it, you need to go and get it right now. And also like the things that you order, like if you were to get their popcorn, they literally pop it that day and then send it to your house. Okay. Everything is so fresh. They have dried fruits, sweets, pantry staples. I mean, when you go to the grocery store, you just like can't find that much stuff at nuts.com. You can. And right now nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash Stassi. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash Stassi. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash Stassi. I have been updating my wardrobe since I had to cut my closet pretty much in half because I have a baby that needed a nursery. I have just decided, okay, well, I only want high quality pieces. I only want, you know, luxurious pieces, but that's really expensive. Um, but it doesn't need to always be expensive. So I discovered Quince, I feel like, what, a year ago, maybe half a year ago. And I realized that Quince has high quality luxury, you know, essential pieces for your wardrobe for a fraction of the price. And the way that they can do this is that Quince partners directly with like the top factories. Okay. So they cut the cost of the middleman and therefore passes the savings on to us, if that makes sense. Okay. And when I'm talking about high quality pieces, um, cashmere sweaters, cashmere sweater sets, silk tops, silk dresses. Lo was just telling me about how she got this um, Italian wool double-breasted coat because she's going to Scotland. Good for her. Woo. I also went and got this ring that I wear every single day. It is a gold croissant pot diamond pave ring. Literally, it's one of my, my favorite rings I've ever owned. I wear it on my middle finger every single day. Got that from Quince for a fraction of the price. If you want nice things, but you're like, why is it so expensive everywhere else? Head to Quince, okay? Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Stassi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Stassi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Stassi. And you've been so open and honest and and you've discussed like your body image and your weight and all of that so much that I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if, because now people talk about it, yeah. like I, I see that you're like, you'll, you'll post something and being like, okay, everyone like get off my back or just something yeah. along those lines addressing like people talking about your body. And I'm like, I wonder if she's happy that she said something and has been mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. it or or if you regret it and you wish like you didn't feed into it. I, I wish I didn't feed into it, honestly, because I think it became more of a conversation and a bigger story than it actually then, was an issue in right. my life. And I think that then Timmy and I started to talk about it on the podcast and certain things that he said were taken out of context, you know, when they can just like take quotes and yeah. run them without any context, you know. So I feel like it did more. I, it's hard because I want to say it did more harm than good, but I also think that it forced me to take a look at what was really going on. Like I was a little bit in denial about what was happening with my body. I think like I had hit a rock bottom just like emotionally and physically with a lot of fertility stuff. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was losing so much weight. And finally... 
it was like, it was a post. I, I posted something and there were so many comments and I was telling Timmy, I wasn't reading the comments, but I saw that there were a lot. And I was like, wow, look, this post is like getting so much engagement. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's because everybody's talking about how skinny you are. He goes, maybe you should say something about it. And I was like, at first I was like, no, I don't really want to. Like, that's no one's yeah. business. I'm fine. I don't have an issue. I'm just a thin girl. Like maybe I don't prioritize food that much. You also but like, don't whatever. eat pasta. I'll never forget when you said True. that to me. I and know. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> who, who doesn't eat pasta? I know. No, like, no, like why? Like, like, like it's the a taste. texture thing for me. It's so weird. <laughs> I never have my whole life. It's like, I love bread. What a gift. I love carbs. I'm like, it's just a texture thing. I can't, I can't handle. What a gift. I know. What a gift. Last night, Timmy made me meat sauce. I had it with rice. <laughs> oh my um, God. So <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. basically and I was like, no, I don't want to get into it. And then after a couple of days, I said, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll say something. Like, I really don't like everybody having this conversation without me. Mm-hmm. And I think then when I said something, as soon as you like say that you're aware of something that's mm-hmm. going on, it just gives people the freedom to then say whatever they want to say. I know. And yeah. that, that was like really the first time that I had ever dealt with that before in that way. Like even when I put out, I love my baby, but the YouTube series I did where I'm like talking so much shit about being pregnant, people still weren't, they were so supportive. Like, oh my God, I feel the same way, blah, blah. But when it came to the eating stuff and the skinny stuff, it was so insensitive. It was so like, you know, eat a burger, you anorexic bitch or like, you know, just like crazy like so things. Seriously? Yeah. And then... So I wish I, I looking back on it, yes, I wasn't, it wasn't the greatest conversations to be had. And then I felt like I had to continually give updates. And then I stopped. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I just need yeah. to take care of myself. And I realized that I, I was talking to other influencers who were like, the more you talk about it, the more the conversation is just going to be out there. So just focus yeah. stay in your lane, focus on bettering you and don't bring it up. But it's hard because you want to be vulnerable. Yes. You want to be honest. You want to be honest. You want to share what's really going Mm -hmm. on. And that's what they want from you. They're like, please give us more. And then you give them more. You give them more like what you're actually going through. And it's like, but I think that again, and I always have to justify what I have previously said, but like there are more supportive people out there than there are like, yes, uh, you know, mean I'm actually I'm actually surprised that you have any trolls at all like what could they possibly like say you're not very you're not you're not a polarizing person I mean the skinny the skin the weight stuff and then recently like the Israel stuff has been has been like the two toughest things but other than that like I haven't had to deal too terribly with stuff so troll so troll troll life is new for you very new for me. How, was, how are you doing with it? I'm I'm doing? over it now. <laughs> I'm like, I um, I feel like it took me a good year to get over it. It's, it's it wasn't good at first, and it almost I almost didn't want to do anything anymore. Like even mm-hmm. YouTube stuff, I was like, oh my god, Timmy, should we quit YouTube? Like I can't deal with this, you know. Yeah. And then I just think it just takes time, just like anything else. And you the the weight that you put on those people's voices starts to diminish, and your passion for what you're doing, and the people who support you, like their voices become bigger, and it just ends up clearing up but I but it was yeah it's definitely like it's great I can't even imagine what you had to deal with it's a why it's a wild way to live like I because I remember the first time like that I received troll like behavior on Twitter and it was after season I think season one I guess season one of Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules it was like mm-hmm. right in the beginning I'm sure and I had skinny dipped and I saw that people were like taking photos and screenshots of it and this was before my breast reduction and my breast lift so I had like the saggiest boobs like they oh. looked like an 
like <laughs> 95 year old woman's boobs and people were screenshotting it and circulating it and being like this girl has the ugliest body she looks oh like an old god. woman look at her boobs and I'm like oh my god and that just toughened me up so, so fast much. I bet so I fast because I was just like this well, this is. This, I mean, like I don't know what gets worse. It could get. Yes, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm like, I just, I, I don't see it getting much worse, you know, I, than honestly, that. Honestly, you, I, I could never have done what you did. Like I. Reality TV for me was so different more it, for social media reasons and for just like the fighting with your friends on TV yeah. reasons like the hills. I wasn't like a character that they were looking for to start drama. You know, I was in the closet with Lauren, like doing my thing. And when we started to film the hills, new beginnings and Spencer and Heidi came for me this one night, I just started hysterically crying. Like, what is going on? Like, Wait. I can't. What did they come for you? I watched it. They never aired it. They never aired this this part. Um, Because I had said I was like scared of Spencer on on one of my podcasts, and um, then they they said that I like wasn't this person that I made myself out to be. Blah blah blah. But I just crumbled, and I then after that was like I'm not doing the show again. I'm not doing reality TV ever again. Like I just how you guys. I mean, you are not doing it anymore, but continually put yourself out there to be like berated like that is just so. Well, I also think that there's like different types of reality TV. Like, you know, I don't think I could do I don't think I could do it now either like that. I couldn't just fight with my friends, try and call people out. Like, it's like the whole calling people out, like digging in their closets to like cause drama that like that that I I. I don't have I can't I can't do that anymore like Mm -hmm. I did that in my 20s and I've been out of it for so long and I I'm I'm just like too soft now like I've yeah I saw I'm too soft I couldn't no absolutely not but I think there are different types of reality tv shows out there though I don't feel like it's all like that no, it's definitely not all like that at all. But yours, yours is one of the like most successful and best. And I just like, I just give so much credit um, to everyone. And even when I was in the room with all the women and for the panel, like, I think that sometimes women in reality TV just get a bad rap and it takes so much to put yourself out there like that, you know? Yeah. I know. I, I fully agree you fully with that. Get it. No. Yeah. Like I know. It's all. Saggy yes. Tits everywhere. It, you were like, this is me, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and what makes good reality TV is showing like the, mm-hmm. the ugly parts of your personality because people yeah. can relate to it and people yeah. can be like, this person isn't perfect. No one wants to watch TV where people are just perfect all the time. Like you, you want to see people people's flaws but then when you show people your flaws they attack you for it and and, and never forget it it's that's it's the hard weird. part I know is that you do want to everybody does have flaws and you do want to see those flaws for me I think I was so scared of people seeing those flaws like I was very scared too when we would have talks with producers before the scenes like always so scared of them trying to put words in my mouth or manipulating me into saying something like I was so concerned with the edit all the time. And I think looking back, that's one regret that I had. I would have probably been a little bit more me, a little bit less like, especially when filming the city, when I had my feet wet a little bit and felt a little bit more comfortable, like a little bit more, you know, spicy. I will say one, a piece of advice that I give people who are starting on a reality show or they they're trying to get around a show or something like that. When they ask me is to not think about the edit. I actually think that's the only reason I like made good reality TV because I, I didn't think about what was, what it was going to look like and what people were going to think. I then thought about it as it was airing and I'm like, I wish I would have thought about it. But then sure enough, like when we start filming again, I just like, in order for me to just survive and do my job, I had to not think about it. I, that's, I think that that's the smartest thing you can do because you can't control the edit. So what's thinking about it going to do? It's just going to make you act weird, talk weird, feel weird, be awkward, like know that the camera's around. Yes, I agree with you. And I think that you make mistakes like you made mistakes, but you people watched you work through those mistakes. And it's how you then like navigate through them that then defines your character, not like the 
actual mistakes you made. Totally. It yeah. didn't, and, and that takes time. It's like not an overnight thing. Yeah. Reality TV is wild. What's wild. the thing about it? Would you it? ever do it again? Like if I'm sure you've gotten asked to do like family docudrama type thing. I, if if the right thing if the right thing happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so many different things would have to align at the same time to, to, for that to happen. I'm, I'm, yeah. I have no interest in doing something that, that I would have to like change my life for, or like be around people that I'm not around already. I'm I not know. normally That's like, I'm I agree. like, like they, when they tried to bring back the Hills new beginnings, I was like, why are you guys doing this? No one really hangs out anymore. Like shows are only good. Like one of the reasons why I always thought Vanderpump Rules was so good was because everybody was actually friends and hanging yes. out. Like yeah. the 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 relationships were real. And, and I think with the Hills, it got to a point where no one really wanted to hang out anymore. Everyone had just like fought their way out of all of their friendships. And then we all came back and they were like, let's go film it. LAX or area or whatever it was like let's all and we're 35 years old yeah. not ha speaking some of us have new babies at home and they're like well we're trying to revive the hills I'm like but this is not what our life is like anymore the show would be so much better if you actually showed the what reels. was going on like not yes. us fighting at clubs with Misha Barton like that was so, it's so random <gasps> wait you know Whitney I totally forgot, forgot. I know. that they brought so Misha I, Barton so into that. this <laughs> oh my gosh I know. <laughs> it was so random. I was like, what's happening? Like, Wait, why are we? This, this nightclub is not even in business anymore. Like, you guys just put this in. Like, you you made this happen. They just, you know, it's it's a lot of, I, I don't know where we were going with this, but um, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, what was your, oh, this is a random, random question, but just because you're talking about clubs, yeah. what was your favorite club to go to? In the 2000s, you know, the the late 2000s, once the hills and all that was going on, what was your what was your go to club? I mean, I loved Hyde, you know, like going no photos were there. So that made me annoyed. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I, I was like, like, I didn't even have like a camera phone at that point. Oh, no, I, I brought my camera. I was one of those. And then I would put up like now a Facebook album. Yeah. yeah, it is. But I'd put up like a Facebook album the next day. So I'm like, hide. I can't bring my camera. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I just remember like hide. I remember like Winston's being a more cool, like it was less clubby, more bar vibes. I just felt like if I was trying to meet normal people, that was where I would go. Not like Hollywood people. And then Teddy's at the Roosevelt. Teddy's was that? a good, Teddy's was a great one. That Teddy's was, a, was great. That was a great one. That always made me feel so much cooler than I was. Oh so much cooler than as I was. As soon as you walked in there, just like, I'm here. <laughs> I guess. I remember seeing you guys film multiple times at Ledoux and Goa. Oh, like yeah. I would be there. Ledoux. I was one of those really embarrassing girls that literally hung around <laughs> y'all's cameras in your, your area being like, I wonder if they're going to notice me and bring me on the hills. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. I remember Ledoux, obviously. I don't remember. Go what was it? Goya? Goa? Goa. I don't remember Goa. On Coenga, I'm pretty sure it was on Coenga. Maybe not Coenga, but like around there. Yeah, oh Goa. I feel like that was Thursdays. Oh my God. It's Wait. like, is that club culture even a thing anymore? No, and this is why I think it isn't. This is why I think it isn't. Because we have so much... The only reason that, that the club culture was what it was was because that was where celebrities went. Like the top celebrities, the people yeah. that we followed. Then we'd go to like Just Jared or Perez Hilton the next day and like see all the photos. See now we can see what the celebrities are doing and what they're wearing on social media. And also the celebrities don't want everyone whipping out their phone and recording them. So they're not going to club. So it's right. like club culture just like fell apart. It fell apart. Club culture totally fell apart. I was like, do people want to go party? It's like, yeah, they do. It's just a different, it's not the culture in LA anymore. What about in New York? I feel like club culture th is a thing in New York. I have no idea. When is the last time you've been to a club? Uh, <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think they, they like, they did an after party for the Hills premiere at Ledoux. Wait, no, I went to that. <laughs> like, what that, it, doesn't the, that doesn't the count. That doesn't count. Okay, okay. That doesn't count. That doesn't I count. I can't remember. Okay, I'll tell you something. Um, a year after I had Hartford, 
for my friend Katie's birthday, we went to a club. I'm like, oh, this will be like, and this will be like being in planet Earth, you know, except like we're not looking at animals. We're looking at like what the kids are doing in clubs nowadays. And I was shook. Everyone is so young, so young, so young. I mean, back then this was granted like 2022. So this was still like two years ago now going on two years ago. So two years ago, I went to a club and people were in a lot of athleisure and I would, no one danced. Yeah. It was just like, it was, it was wild. And everyone was just basically a fetus. <laughs> no one really like got dolled that up. Us one. Well, we were, but we were how dolled up we got. Like, oh yeah. On full going out outfits. Like cocktail we, I, dresses. Like I had a full closet just full of cocktail dresses. Like what? No, like sparkly dresses. Like we were going <laughs> yes. to Vegas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Going out tops and like denim or something you know what I miss that I miss having to wear cocktail dresses every night that's some that's a trend I wish would come back is there you go to sushi or like Mexico like didn't matter where you were going to dinner exactly you were like you'd go to pregame wherever like Baja Fresh even and you'd still be in you'd like you'd wear your cocktail like your whole yeah. look for the mm-hmm. whole night didn't matter mm-hmm. too funny you got dressed up you got dressed though you got dressed up yeah I'm I miss so much getting dressed up like it kills me now that that to get like to have like a night out it's fully acceptable to wear my daytime clothes I know I know it's you like, don't have to get dressed up in LA to go out. To, I know that's why I love when I go to New York, like I'd love dressing up. I feel like my, I actually, I love fashion more when I'm in New York because it feels like you're dressing for something. In LA, I have no motivation to get dressed. Like I have yeah. to be, if I'm working from home, I will stay in my sweatshirt and sweats all day. Like if I'm not leaving the house, I won't get dressed. Oh, see, no, like that's something in, in terms of like my mental health and taking care of myself, like being okay. To. I have to, which is like a weird, it's a weird kind of outfit because I don't put on something that like I would go leave the house in, you know, because I'm not going to sit in my house in jeans. That's uncomfortable. But I don't want to be in my sweatshirt and my sweatpants all day long that like I slept in. So it's like finding this like middle home clothes category. So are you wearing like a button down with leggings right now? I'm wearing a button down that's big enough to hide my shorts. So it looks like a button down dress, like oversized kind of situation. Thank you. I'm trying, you know, because otherwise I will just fall into, I'll spiral into like a depression if I, I if I stay in my pajamas. I think that I need to do that. Maybe that's, maybe that will help in my organization. Maybe it's like me not getting myself ready is like not signaling to my brain that like you have shit to do. Yes, maybe. I don't know. There could be, there could be something to that. And I know. So do you wake up? Do you do shower then once you get the kids ready and like is Hartford in school or like what's your process Um, or my I'm like interviewing you. You need to come on my podcast so I can ask. I would love to. (laughs) Um, Well, I can answer this quickly. I wake up early like 630 with the baby and then Bo and Hartford don't wake up till 730. So like I have an hour with the baby to take care of the baby. They get up. He takes Hartford to school. So like I get Hartford ready, put her in her outfit. They go to school. Then I put the baby down for a nap and then while that's happening I shower get, get dressed do my makeup and then all of a sudden I'm like it's still only 8 30 the fuck my day should be done I know <laughs> I know and then by four o'clock you're like is it midnight yet? no what yeah happening like talk about do you remember that the the stretch I mean because your son's older now but the stretch between like three to seven no, is dead. the fucking the worst. Worst, the worst as a mom the worst it, I know it's just like every minute feels like it's lasting a year Uh, and uh you're trying to fill the time but there's like nothing really to do you can't go out or start anything or do anything yeah just are stuck at home I know Sonny's out now we can deal like he's sick so he can busy himself at home and he's also not home from school till like four but 
Yeah, I yeah. I definitely know that face. You know, like, and, and I'm entering it again. It's like as I've I've seen Hartford gets home from school, and then I have this baby, and I'm like, how the fuck do I entertain both of you guys until bedtime? What? I know. <laughs> it's it's I wild. Know. I know. She get her into some after school things. Not like maybe like once or twice a week. I'm not yeah. like an over scheduler, but it just like breaks up the week a little bit. You know? Yeah. No, I know. I need to find something. Um, Whitney, this was like not enough. Like th- it's already been an hour. This was not enough really? time. Oh my like, god! I didn't even have to look at my outline. Like talking to you was just so much fun, and Good. like I want to do this a million more times. I like, know, thank same. you. And we can actually like let's go get a drink or something, and yes. we can chit chat, yes. and talk shit, and then yes. <laughs> um, I'll dress and then up. You'll come on my podcast. Yes, we'll get dressed up and we'll post yes. about it. <laughs> okay, I love that. Best idea that you've got oh my god thank you so much for doing this and yeah we'll coordinate um i would love you to come on mine perfect yeah everyone go listen to whitney's podcast with wit and go follow her at whitney eve port um you're the fucking best fashion girly thank you thank you sassy (laughs) bye guys day you too (laughs) 